Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. Thank you guys. I am excited to share this word that God has been speaking to me. And it's something that I've been practicing since God spoke to me like two months ago. It's something that I've been practicing, trying every single day. And, and so as I preach this word to you, as I share what God's put in my heart, I want to tell you that I am right there with you, just trying to apply, trying to weigh what the word of God is saying. So I am excited. I'm in, in, a, in a process of growth, and I just want to share with you my growth process. Is that okay? Also, uh, today, I know God really wants to strengthen you and restore and renew your spirit. So I want us to really prepare your heart. I want you to prepare your heart and your mind and your soul to, at the end, we're going to spend a powerful time in the presence of God. So I want you to relax, kind of like you're going to get like a, a soul spa. You know, when you're going to go to a spa... I don't know if this applies to guys, but when you go to a spa, you're starting relaxing even before because you know it's going to be so nice. So I feel like that's what God wants to do with us today. So to start, how much strength do you have today? If you know in your car, it measures how much gas you have. But if we had a, a strength meter today, how much strength do you have this morning? If 10 is you know, a lot of strength, and one is almost empty strength. Show me with your hands. Give me numbers. You can be honest. Four, five. I see a seven. I see a five, 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 seven-ish. Is that two people saying ten, or each is five each? Oh, someone has a three, six. How about in the back? I want to see over there. Okay, five. Ooh, Shan, it's a ten. Okay, so how much strength... Do you have? Okay, so what situations are you facing today that seems so big for you? Think about those situations. Maybe you have been in a season of pushing through. Maybe it's a year of pushing through, of breaking through things, and then out of the sudden there's another situation. When you thought, have you been in that? Maybe it's just me, but I've been in, a, in, in this season, it's been like you're breaking through, you're standing firm, and you're like, okay, it's almost over. And then there's this other thing that comes up, and you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so have you ever said, have you ever said to yourself or to your spouse or to your roommate or to yourself in the mirror, I don't know, how am I going to do this? Now, how am I going to face this? Have you ever said something like, I'm at the end of my rope? Yes? Well, it's good to know that it's not just me. But I'm here to tell you that you can go with the strength that you have. You can continue with the strength that you have. And I want to jump right into the scripture that the Lord spoke to me. And it's Judges 6, 12 through 16. And so this is a story of Gideon. And Almost everyone here, I'm sure, is familiar with the story of Gideon. And probably you're going to think about, remember the 300, right? That he, this was the guy that God used to deliver the Israelites from the Midianites. And he did it. He defeated a huge army with only 300. And we are here in the time of history where the people of God did not obey the instructions of God. 
they abandoned God after they went to the promised land and they started worshiping idols. So the Lord hand them to their enemies and these enemies were harsh enemies and especially the Midianites will come and just raid their crops and steal the food. The Israelites are in a place of starvation. The Israelites are hiding in caves. They're afraid. So we're going to take after that, like right after that, um, Joshua 6, 12, it says, the angel of the Lord appear, appeared to him and said, mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, go with the strength that you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. Verse 15, but Lord, Gideon replied, how can I rescue Israel? I'm at the end of my rope. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do this. My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least in my entire family. The Lord said to him, I will be with you, and you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting one man. So it does not matter how much strength you have today or how strong you feel today. If you feel a three, if you feel a 10, if you feel a minus two or a one, go with the strength that you have. Because God did not appear to Gideon and said, I'm going to strengthen you supernaturally. Then I'm going to call you. Then I'm going to use you with power. Then after this many days, this is going to happen. I'm, you're also going to ask for a, a, a test, a proof. And you're this and this and this. And then this is a way you're, no. God came to Gideon where he was. And he said, with what you have, with that one, with that two, with that nine, with that seven, go yeah. with the strength that you have and conquer. Yeah. So go with the strength that you have. Face your mountain. Yeah. You can face your giant. I don't know what are you facing this morning. I don't know if it's a relationship problem. I don't know if it's a financial situation. I don't know what you're facing. It's just raising your babies, raising your children, maybe trying to raise teenagers. You know, I don't know. I don't know if you have relationship problems. I don't know what your situation, maybe it's sickness. Maybe it's emotional uh, problems in your heart with your friends and your relationships. I'm here to tell you, God is telling you today, go with the strength that you have. Keep moving forward. Keep reading the word of God. Keep going to church. Keep seeking him. Keep walking. Do you remember? Keep going. Keep moving. Go with the strength that you have. Do not allow discouragement or disappointment to drown you. You know, we find Gideon, he was at a place that, okay, but where you been? I've heard about all about Egypt and all about that, but where 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 were the things that our ancestors said he would do? Like he did, and 
what our sister said you did, where are those things? So why, why can you go, how can you go with the strength that you have? Do you want to know? Yes? <laughs> Number two, my second point is because you are not alone. God is with you. He is with you. He promised to never leave us and to never forsake us. And if God is with me and if God is for me, what can be against me? If God is with you, then what is holding you back from walking through the valley that you are walking through or climbing the mountain or facing your giant or just doing life? What is holding you back? Look, verse 16 says, the Lord said to him, I will be with you. And this is what the Lord is saying. It's not that I will. He says, I am with you. But are we aware that he is with us? Are we aware of his mighty power that is with us? And you know, sometimes the problem, this is very key. Sometimes the problem is that we only believe God is with us when miracles that we're praying for happen instantly. When my prayer is answered instantly, when I am healed instantly, when my marriage is, my marriage situation is fixed instantly, when raising my, when I'm praying for my kids' uh, behaviors and sleeping patterns and whatever it is, instant, and if it doesn't happen instantly, then we believe that God is not with us, that he has abandoned us, and we go and curl into a cave. And we start losing hope and we get discouraged. But that is a lie. God is always with us. And he did never say that we will never face hardship. He said in the New Testament, you will face troubles. But I have overcome the world. I want to ask Felicia to come, and she's going to share a quick testimony of how she has seen this in her own life. So give her a hand. She just came back from Peru. Wow. <laughs> Praise God. Now, I'm really excited to be with you guys today and share a little bit, because normally what I get to share is just the glorious parts. But what most people don't know is that behind the glorious photos, uh, from our event that we had last week was a year of perseverance, was a year of pressing in, was a year of trusting Jesus. And it was like the most paradoxical year of my life. Like I was telling Caleb, even before I went, like it was like the hardest season of my life, but I saw the hand of God more than I've seen in my life. And so I felt like in the natural for the last year, things haven't looked like this was the way of the Lord, but I knew it was. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. You've had a word of the Lord. A year ago in May, we had a word of the Lord for Peru. We had a word of the Lord for Lima, and we saw miraculous things happen. But then it was like opposition to where everything in the natural didn't make sense anymore. My director called me and said, did you guys even pray about this? 
<laughs> like, what are we doing here? Uh, and, I, and so I was reminding him of the hand of the Lord that sent us there. And he was like, okay, well, normally I would never do a crusade here with the way things looked. Like the churches weren't uniting when at first it looked like they would. Um, the, per, the permission for the field, even though the Lord said it was our field, was like taken away from us. Uh, and it looked impossible. And so because we pressed in, though, uh, God literally changed hearts in front of my director, like the authorities' hearts at, at the beginning, cold. No, 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 no. Meeting after meeting after meeting. And all of a sudden, one meeting, he just starts talking to them as the meetings ended. He's like, I'm going to try one more time. He just turns around and talks to them. Their heart melts in front of him, and they say, you can, use our, you can use the field. And then they become his best friend. Can we get a selfie with you? We want to show the world. Like, we're so excited about what God's going to do. And he's like, what just happened? He's like, it's amazing. You know, the churches that were against us came, came on board with us. It was like wild, but even financially, it didn't make sense. These things cost a lot of money. And so the whole time, I'm, I was here many nights, you know, praying to the Lord, thanking him that he's going to do what he said he would do, even though it didn't make sense in the natural, like my car had broke, other things broke, things kept seeming to break. I'm like, what is happening? Like, I know I'm doing what you've called me to do, Lord, but what is happening? But I'm praising him in the middle of it, and then all of a sudden just breakthrough happens just in time. And the result is uh, I've never seen glory on a field like I saw during this crusade. Like, this is the hardest district of Lima. Its rape is really high, like 13-year-olds, 9-year-olds being sold by their family. We saw prostitutes saved. We saw men who were in that saved. They drug our team to their houses to see their whole house saved. We saw men get out of wheelchairs. Um, we saw suicidal mothers set free. We saw kids who were suicidal set free. And so, but this is a result of pressing in and trusting that he is who he says he is. So. Thank you, Felicia. <clears throat> and I... I was a witness of that hard year for Felicia. You know, sometimes I was like, Lord, I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> like, we need to keep going, you know. We need to keep going with the strength that we have because he is with us. And the third thing that I want to tell you is that we're going to go with the strength that we have because God is with us. And if God is with us, then we do not fear. And this is a big one. This is a big one for me because it's all good until it's, that never happens and then you are afraid. And so what I love about this is how God sees us. God see, uh, sees us as mighty heroes. Because when he came to Gideon, he said, hey, mighty hero. <laughs> and I want to show a picture where Gideon was. When he called him, he said he was threshing weed. And normally you will be uh, threshing weed in the outdoor, in the wide open and you even had to like the way they do it, they will throw it to the air and let the air take some of the shaft or things that didn't work and help it the process but this was a wine press and it was a hole and it was hidden so we was he was hiding doing his wheat thing because remember the medianites were taking all the all the all the wheat so in a place like this god the angel of the lord picked and it's like Mighty hero. <laughs> and I love it because I've been in that pit many, many, many times. And you know, and even this week, and I still got comes and tell me, mighty woman, come on. 
And the thing is, as human beings and as Christians, we believe that we have to have it all together for God to call me and use me. We feel like, oh, I need to put myself together so I can have an encounter with God. And I love that about God, that it does not matter that if I'm in my lowest place, He still comes and encounters me. Because it's not depend of who I am or what I can do or what I don't do, but it all depends on the kind of God that He is. That he is so kind, that he is so powerful, that even when I'm in the low pit, he calls me mighty woman. Do you feel like one? He gives us supernatural strength. He holds us and he provides exactly what we need to face the hardship every day and day by day. Stop looking at when the Lord do that miracle, but start looking right now how he's providing the mercy and the grace and the power and the strength to fight day by day. Liz, how long my fight is going to be? I do not know. But he provides what we need every single day. You know, the fight that we had with mom's cancer was like three and a half years. And for three and a half years, every day, the Lord sustained us. The Lord provided the strength to go every single day and get infusions from 7.30 to 3.30 for two months, a month. To go doctor's appointment twice a month, from twice a week to twice a month to once a month. And we all did it. We all did it somehow. Still leading the church, still leading a family. Only God can do something like that. We need a breakthrough of fear, church. I've been just sensing, I don't know about you, but I sense in the atmosphere, in our region, in our country, there is this principality of fear that has taken over our children, that's taking over our families, our young people. Never in my life, and yeah, I'm not that old, but I am enough to know that I never, when I was in middle school, when I was in high school, I've never heard my friends having anxiety or anxiety attacks or fear. And as I talk to friends that are in the, in the, in the world of kids and, and counseling, they're like, oh, anxiety is so common, every single kid. And I've been praying, and, and it bothers me because that's not what God calls us to do, to live. The people of God, we're not under that. But I do sense there is this principality. I don't know. You know, when you go, when I go to Latin America, I can sense the principalities of the idolatry and the witchcraft. And you can, you know something's up, you know. And, and if you grow there, you, 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 are aware with, you are aware and familiar with that. But I can be sensing over the, just our country. And I feel, and this is just my opinion. You know, do not make, do not make a video about this because this is just my opinion, okay? <laughs> um, I feel like after COVID, COVID opened a lot of doors to fear. And, and he gave authority to the spirit of fear and darkness to rule over our nation. Because it also gave people a lot of control. You know, oh, if you do this, this is not going to happen. But no, no one can control life but God. Does it make sense? So after that, people opened doors to spirit of fear, and some of us did as well. 
and people are living in this constant paranoia of something that's going to happen. And then the shootings here, and then the school shootings, so people are under this oppression of fear. A fear that paralyzes you. A fear that controls if you go or not go to church. Never in my life I've seen people so believing that they can control their family and their kids and their finances if they just do A, B, and C. Only God can control our lives and our, our, our days are numbered by Him. Not by anything else. So people nowadays are living on the edge of a breakdown. And I see people thinking, also trying to control how they should rest. When through rest is only fine in the presence of the almighty God. People take the Sabbath principle and say, well, I feel like our family needs rest. So I'm going to go for a weekend out. And then you're not being exposed to the presence of the almighty God. And how things are working for you are not working. You need to be aware of the atmosphere of the principalities that are in this world. And you need to get out of under them. So I've, never have I seen such heaviness for people to jump into the presence of God and to do the things of God. Right, right. I'm used to people being hungry. Yeah. Where God is, this is where I am. Yeah. And I want to show you the, how this heaviness works because it's important that you realize. Okay, so I'm going to use someone that doesn't know what I'm doing. Okay, so hmm, how about Caleb, you're right there. I'm going to throw this, okay, at you. I'm going to throw this at you. Another blanket. <laughs> What's the difference? Yeah, that's a weighted blanket. And <laughs> okay, pick someone and throw it so they can see the difference. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. So what I want us to see this is that, um, just give me the weighted. So this is regular, right? So, like, I feel like in the mornings, if you have this, it's like, oh, good morning, you know. But when you have a weighted blanket, it doesn't work like that. But, well, this one's small, but it really, like, weights on you. And I feel like every morning we're waking up to the weight of the world. But we don't have to. I do not live under the world. I live under the kingdom of God. I'm not under the authority of this world. I'm under the authority of God in the kingdom of God. But you need to be aware. And you need to make sure you're not agreeing with fear. And that's something that it's a battle. You know, it's my daily battle. I battle fear every single day. So I love it that he provides every single day and he provides shalom. Guys. Put the picture where Gideon was. Look at this. Keep, keep that up. I want to read to you Judges 6.24. And Gideon, so he calls him. The angel of the Lord is there. Gideon says, wait here. I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go and bring you an offering. So he comes back. And after the offering... It says, and Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and named it Yahweh Shalom. 
I want you to, to sing, I, I want you to really process that. Called there, he hears the word of God and responds in his heart to the point that he can build an altar and call that place Yahweh Shalom, which means the Lord is peace. And I want you to know what shalom means. Shalom is just not peace. It's wholeness. It's completeness. It's prosperity, welfare, and tranquility. We can face and walk through our valleys. We can face mountains and defeat giants because God is with us. And I don't have to live under the oppression of fear. And I can, in the middle of the hardship, in the middle of raising my kids and teaching them, I can have shalom. And as I said before, I am working this in my life. Day by day. Go with the strength you have. You don't need to have a lot. You don't need to have it all together. You can with the strength you have if God is with you. Go with the strength you have. Now, I was not going to share this, but I'm just going to add this. Is that okay? Are we good? It is so cool to me that the people of God were starving in a place of lack, in a place of that you had to hide your food in a pit. Well, that was a wine press, but it's a pit. looked like a pit. And um, when Gideon said, wait here, he went and brought food to offer it to the angel of the Lord. He offered what he did not have. And that speaks of someone that can still offer worship and praise when they have nothing to give anymore. It does not matter if you don't have strength. It does not matter if you don't have energy. It does not matter if you're sick. It does not matter if you're exhausted. You can always give your praise to him. You can always give your worship to him. And sometimes we come to church all weighted and heavy. And I've come to church like that many Sundays and Wednesday prayers. And we come with an attitude that I have nothing to give. What can you give me? You should have given me this. I've been praying for this and that and where we're here and God this and God. And, 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 don't, and we do that, you know. But that is a lie of the enemy. Because what I love about this is that he offered what was lacking. Even when he didn't have enough, he offered an altar of praise. And the fire of God came down and consumed that. <laughs> and then he called that place Shalom. Gideon ended up defeating an army of hundreds of thousands. Like a lot, million, like a lot, a lot, a lot with only 300 men in breaking jars. 
And sometimes we have in mind how the miracle should happen. But I don't think Gideon in her life, in his life, ever thought, sorry, in his life, that he was going to defeat an army breaking jars. And with fire and shouting. So we are fixated in how the miracle should happen. And it's not even going to happen the way you think it's going to happen. Because God's ways are greater. And in the meantime, you are missing getting to know God face by face and day by day. Gideon had to trust God day by day and depend on him day by day. What you and I really need to go and face our giants without fear, without discouragement, without throwing the towel every other two days is a daily relationship with Jesus. A daily relationship with the Almighty God. And I am here to tell you, you are a mighty hero. You are a mighty woman. You are not weak and you are not defeated. Because the Lord is with you. Do you hear His voice? Do you respond when you hear His voice? Are you aware of His presence? Some of us today need the assurance that He is with you and that He is calling you. Today I'm here to tell you that He is with you for sure. And He wants to give you shalom. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through His Word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.